This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Clint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers Mike Van Deese joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? Well, that's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker. Deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason Walker. Hey, happy Monday. The Jason Walker Show. Presented by Capital Collision Center. Montana State Law says it is your vehicle, it is your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Big show today. Super Bowl thoughts coming up. Uh, we'll talk to Guy Omquist, Capital Boys basketball coach. They had the week off. Not any thanks to their doing. But uh, most of the boys basketball in the western part of the state, double A at least, had the, uh, the weekend off because of the COVID. Uh, we're going to talk with uh, two young ladies that have, uh, they're kind of inspiring. Uh, Candy O'Terry and JC Don Valeris, they host the country, um, country music success stories podcast, and they're going to join us. They got some great stories. Uh, and we're going to talk with them coming up. Also, on this day in history, the walk-off, and, uh, oh, get your nominations in, too, for your Auto Concepts Performance of the Week. We are uh, midway through the basketball season, maybe. <laughs> There's a few weeks left uh, before we get to state tournaments. Uh, there will be a Crosstown Girls game tonight in Helena, a makeup from uh, last month. So uh, you can watch live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. You can listen live on Podbean, Network One Sports, TreasureStateRadio.com. And uh, as always, you can tweet us at jwalkersports, email jason at jasonwalkershow.com. Now, if you want to get your Super Bowl thoughts in, you can. And uh, we'll read some of the best ones on the air if you, if you so choose. And uh, I'll give you my thoughts here in a minute. But is MSU... Football getting its new coach finally. It appears so. Uh, sources reporting within the last half hour or so that uh, Wyoming offensive coordinator and assistant head coach Brent Vigan, or Vigan is going to be the next head coach at Montana State, replacing Jeff Choate. Footballscoop.com, the first to report this. But Colton Poole down in Bozeman at the Daily Chronicle also saying it. And uh, could be announced uh, by MSU soon, is what I'm hearing. And this would be a great hire, I think. You look at uh, Vigan, he was from North Dakota State, coached guys like, oh, I don't know, Carson Wentz at Wyoming, had a guy by the name of Josh Allen. So he knows how to handle quarterbacks, and uh, looking forward to that. If that is for sure the hire, but we'll keep it. We'll keep our ears open. But I anticipate that's going to be announced uh, soon. And uh, as Dan Patrick likes to make fun of um, when reporters say it, it could come as early as today or tomorrow. Well, it can't come any earlier than right now. And it hasn't been announced at the moment. So, anyway, uh, keep an eye on that. But the Bobcats appear to have their new coach. And it was a name that Skyline Sports and Coulter Nuanez and uh, his brother Brooks had early on. But uh, we'll get the correct pronunciation. But it appears that Brent Vigan or Vigan of uh, Wyoming will be the next football coach at Montana State University. All right, so uh, there's that. Speaking of football, we had a we had a football game yesterday. The big game. Watched uh, most of it. Um, 
unimpressed, really. I mean, impressive from the aspect of Tampa Bay was prepared, Kansas City was not. You wonder how much uh, Andy Reid's son being in the news after plowing through a group of children on Thursday had to do with Kansas City's unpreparedness and mental uh, preparedness. But Tampa Bay, all the credit to them. Their offensive and defense coordinators, Bruce Arians, head coach, uh, they dominated that game yesterday. The Buccaneers did. And any argument you have or that I might have had <laughs> for, I mean, I said, I think it was two years ago that finally have to admit that Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. And it's hard to argue against it anymore. What he did in Tampa, pretty impressive. Now, did Tampa buy its Super Bowl win? Absolutely, 100%. 100%. Did the NFL help? Absolutely. <laughs> completely, completely agree with that. But, uh, yeah, Tom Brady, no doubt. Now, the halftime show, boring, uninspiring. I mean, just terrible. It was a terrible halftime show. The weekend, some Canadian dude, his songs are popular. You know, I, I see him all the time on radio, but just not a fan of the, of the halftime show yesterday. And they've been pretty bad lately. I mean, now, nothing will compare to Prince. And what, I mean, Prince in the rain, singing Purple Rain. I mean, Prince was the all-time greatest Super Bowl performance. I mean, I am not a Lady Gaga fan per se, but her performance a few years ago was probably the last great performance. Uh, give her the credit. I thought she did very well a few years ago. Now the weekend, what were the, what was the were the on the field were they wearing jock straps on their head? What was that? Seriously, they looked like old school jock straps, like in Revenge of the Nerds when they're or, uh, yeah Revenge of the Nerds when they're throwing their jock straps at one of the nerds. That, I mean, what were they wearing? It was bad. Uh, last year, everybody complained about J-Lo and Shakira being half-naked. The moms did, but it was okay the year before when Adam Levine did it for Maroon 5. I mean, you can't win if you're the NFL. You go old school, the new crowd is upset. You go, I mean, I don't know. The commercials weren't in, weren't great. Uh, it was just a, just a, just a blah Sunday football-wise, right? You can weigh in. At Jay Walker Sports on the Twitter. You can email us, Jason at JasonWalkerShow.com. But not a great Super Bowl. Just not a great any any part of it. Uh, breaking news, saw this. Uh, North Carolina was supposed to play Miami tonight in basketball, the, the men. Uh, that has been postponed two hours before tip-off. Why? Well, a video obtained by the Daily Tar Heel, North Carolina student newspaper, showed UNC players partying maskless with other students Saturday after the Tar Heels beat Duke. I don't know where you fall on the mask thing. You have certain rules, though, that you're supposed to follow if you're a player and you're not. That could just – why postpone it? I'd give Miami the win. It was North Carolina players that screwed it up. But just a thought. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, just a couple times. Uh, let's see here. Auto Contest Performance of the Week nominees. It's going to be tough to beat Lindsey Hine of Forsyth. Her 41 on Tuesday. Chase Keating's 35 was pretty good, too. Uh, Cheyenne Cross of Turner had 32 over the last week. A uh, couple of players on Thursday. Eli Saltenberger of Anaconda. 31, Brody Connolly of Valier, 30. Uh, let's see here. Oh, here's a good one. Tavius Randall of Belgrade put up 37 on Friday night. That's pretty good, right? 
Uh, let's see here. Seth Amonrud had 31 Wednesday for Christian and then 27 on Friday night. It's a pretty impressive week. Uh, 36 for Trent McMaster from Jefferson on Saturday. Rhett Reynolds, 30 for Shelby. He had a whole bunch of players in the 20s. Oh, Lindsey Hine, after 41, put up a 24 spot. So she had 65 over the week. That's pretty good. Malachi Littleness continues to score for uh, Lodge Grass. Some good basketball played in the state of Montana at all levels. At all levels. Uh, so get your nominations in, Auto Concepts, Performance of the Week. And uh, let us know your pick. We'll give you ours coming up. It could be one of yours. Frontier Conference uh, Athletes of the Week have been named. Zacchaeus Darko Kelly of uh, Providence for men's basketball. Jamie Pickens of Carroll for the women. Uh, let's see here. Volleyball, all for Providence. Sadie Lott, Sasha Le- uh, Legros, and Sydney Finberg-Roberts. And uh, just got confirmation from a good good buddy that, uh, yes, the halftime show was garbage. <laughs> if you are listening on the Twitter. Uh, Josh Malone named the Frontier Conference Field Athlete of the Week for Carroll. As, uh, they start to trickle in here. So congratulations to all the winners. And we'll keep an eye on that MSU news. Could be announced today. We'll see. Brent Vigan, 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 Vegan. Who knows how to, somebody knows how to pronounce it. Wyoming Offensive Coordinator Associate Head Coach appears to be the next football coach for Montana State. We'll take a break. We'll talk some basketball when we return. Guy Olmquist will join us. Capital didn't play last week. We'll get his thoughts on that. Also his thoughts on the Super Bowl and the halftime show. When we return, Jason Walker Show. Presented by Capital Collision Center. Montana State Law said is, is, uh, says it is your vehicle. It's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center. Also, Candy Oteri and J.C. Don Valeris, Country Music Success Stories podcast, will join us later today, too. Coming right back with Guy Almquist next, Jason Walker Show. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle, and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918. Or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122. Equal housing lender. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $289. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Lots of people unhappy with the uh, halftime show. 
garbage has been thrown around. <laughs> Terrible. Bad. Pathetic. Embarrassing. How many people saying good? Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. This segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. Make the quality choice for your home at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. The hosts of Country Music Success Stories podcast, Candy O'Terry and J.C. Don Valeris, set to join us coming up in a few minutes. But let's talk some hoops, shall we? Or lack thereof last week for the Capital Boys basketball team. Because of the COVID, they were not able to play against Butte. They were not able to play against Hellgate. And it'll be a, a while um, before they hit the floor again till Thursday. So almost two weeks. But joining us now to talk about that, navigating COVID and his thoughts on the Super Bowl and the halftime show is the Capital Boys basketball coach, Guy Omquist. And he joins us now here on the Jason Walker Show. Sounds good. All right, Coach, it is uh, the day after the Super Bowl, and that means uh, we get to get a basketball coach's thoughts on a football game. <laughs> Boy, uh, tough game to watch, really, and that wasn't for either team or against either, either team, but uh, that was uh, some, that was domination uh, up front on both sides of the ball, I thought, by the Bucks. So uh, when you can't block or um, – <laughs> Protect your quarterback. You're you're in trouble, and that proved to be true in that game for sure. No doubt about it. We've, I mean, people have always talked about this for the last decade. Tom Brady, the greatest of all time in football, but is that? I mean, is he in your eyes too greatest quarterback of all time? I think so. I think so. It'd be pretty hard to argue that now. And I think uh, this year is just a clincher because not only his his skill, his ability to obviously throw a football, but I think you can see how he lifted everybody in that organization from uh, the other players to the coaches to, to just everybody, how much better they played, how much more confident they were in themselves. And he just took the whole organization to another level. And he did it in, you know, I don't know, six months. <laughs> it's, it's really hard to believe. You'd think that would take a little bit of time. Uh, remember, that was the team with the losing record last year, 7-9. Mm-hmm. and nine. I, I know everyone knew they had some talent, but – the reality was they were seven and nine, and he took them to Super Bowl champions in less than a year. So I'd have a hard time arguing that that, that he wasn't the greatest of all time. Halftime show thoughts. First of all, I uh, no idea who the weekend is. <laughs> although I did recognize a couple songs, but my kids were trying to explain to me that I had no taste in music and I was old. And I understood. I told them I I understood that already. They didn't need to tell me that. Um, I thought it was miserable. In fact, one of my one of my sons said that this is a modern day Michael Jackson. I about uh, I about kicked him out of the house. So, <laughs> halftime show for me was uh, not a, not a not a great thing. Okay, yeah, I no, I I completely agree with you on uh, on that one. Uh, Guy Onquist joining us, Capital Boys basketball coach. All right, you guys have had the week off. Um, no thanks to the COVID and and. And everything going on. In fact, there wasn't a whole lot of Western Double A boys basketball played last week in general. Um, no, which is no. sad. But uh, how did how do you mentally keep the guys going this year? Because we know, like, like the girls had their game canceled on Saturday because of road conditions, and we're used to that. But not yeah. knowing day to day if you're going to play a game, how tough is that mentally on the guys? Certainly been a challenge. Certainly been a challenge, something that's just been unprecedented, frankly. Uh, you know, at one point this week, we were we were preparing for Butte. We were working on things for them. Then we uh, shifted to uh, Hellgate, who we thought we were going to play on Saturday. And we were told that wasn't going to happen. Then our then our JV, our freshman, sophomore JV, were going to be going. So we really had a practice Friday to, to try and get our JV ready to go play Hellgate. And then that game gets canceled. It's just... Uh, Every single day is something new. And so that piece has been a challenge. It's been disjointed, uh, certainly. But, again, we, we are working our way through it. I, I am a bit concerned about these next three weeks. If we have something happen again like we did last week, we're going to be in trouble in terms of having to make or being able to make up games. And you're going to see a, 
a conference schedule that's maybe, you know, one team plays 13 games, one plays 14, one plays 10. Who knows? And that that's certainly a challenge when you start thinking about postseason and how that affects everybody. But, you know, what? Uh, the only time we've been able to control is the 90 minutes to 120 minutes where we're on the floor each day for practice. And I can tell you that the kids have done a good job with that. They've done everything we've asked. Uh, I've been impressed by them for sure. And uh, in a lot of ways, they're handling it much better than us adults. There's no question about that. Yeah, uh, the kids are, are, are sometimes more resilient, it seems like, with, with a lot of different things. Uh, Guy Omquist, our guest here, Capital Boys basketball coach, they came out last week and announced that the state tournament was going to be a state tournament again as opposed to uh, the playoff system. I know you're a fan of that because of the tournament experience, although it'll be different without you know the students and the bands and all that. But um, how, how are we going to go back to original divisionals now too? Is that – Still the plan? I don't think you'll see that. Um, you know, the, the challenge with, with doing a divisional tournament is if you if you have a scenario where you go there and just take this last week, for instance, someone um, on a team that you play uh, comes down with COVID and maybe there's been two other teams, you know, and it just starts all of a sudden you find out that the four teams that qualified for a state tournament are all on quarantine. So I, I don't think a divisional tournament this year makes any sense. We, we, it would be unwise to do that. Uh, I'm glad they switched to the state tournament, although as you stated, that it's not going to be the state tournament everyone envisions. Uh, but it is on a neutral court. Uh, I like that aspect of it. No one really wants to have a state tournament home and home or you know home and away. I, I think that doesn't make basketball. So a neutral court it's something still to look forward to. I think that motivation for the kids is important. But it's going to look a lot different. And, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to stay and watch other games. You know, that's part of the fun is being able to be there and your buddies and watch other teams play and, and kind of intermingle amongst the fans. That that will not be happening. And so there's going to be some different challenges. It won't be exactly the same, but I do think it was a good move uh, by the ADs uh, to get double-A back on that state tournament uh, for sure. Uh, this week I uh, think you've got Sentinel and Big Sky. Is that right? Yeah, we have Big Sky uh, Thursday at home, and we're at Sentinel on Saturday. Okay, well, allegedly. Um, I'll say, I say that jokingly, a, but hopefully hey, we I, get I, this. I don't phone during the day, so. <laughs> uh, take me through uh, these these two games then this week. Let's preview them. Let's start with Thursday. Sure. Big Sky is a much improved team, uh, athletic basketball team, uh, play hard, gave us fits, uh, really, when we played them earlier this year. And uh, we, we struggled offensively, and, and we're going to have to show a lot more patience against them than maybe we did the last time. Uh, we won't change how we play in terms of wanting to play at a fast pace, but there are times when we need to make sure that we're turning the ball and, get, and those ball reversals become key. And we didn't do that very well against them uh, last time. What we did do last time was rebound very well, and, and they, uh, they crashed the glass real hard. We're going to have to make sure they shoot a, uh, one contested shot and get the rebound. Uh, Sentinel, you're talking about a team with as much talent as any team in the state. Yep. Uh, we've known that. They're, they're loaded. They're, their wings are 6'8 and 6'5, and they're, those are the guys who are handling the ball, shooting threes, and then if you play them with a the small, they go inside and chin. And obviously, the German kid, you know, we held them to 37 last time. <laughs> We're hoping we can do maybe just a little bit better than that to give ourselves a chance, but, It'll be a chore, but um, a team that, that I, I think we're capable of beating. And, and uh, frankly, offensively, I thought we did a very good job against last time. We shot over 50%. Uh, you know, the kids made some nice adjustments versus their switching defenses. We just were not good enough defensively. So it'll take a huge effort, but I think uh, that's been our kids. This has been, like we've talked about multiple times, it's been a tough year. Um, we know the wrestling team won't be competing again this weekend. Um you concerned because the basketball kids hang out with wrestling kids at all? Well, we've talked all year that, uh, and, and that's part of the, the challenge, right, is that we, we can control how the protocols and, and they're in place while we're at practice. The other 22 hours of the day and, and most of the weekend, we have absolutely nothing to do with that. And that, that's a struggle because those are personal choices and, and, frankly, you know, family choices. It might simply just be in, 
uh, one kid going to his grandma's house. I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, as a coach, we've, we've asked our kids to keep their shirts tight, but I'm not going to get involved in, in those yeah. types of family decisions. And um, everyone's had their challenges during COVID. We've done our best during practice, but certainly it's the time away from school that is, is not controllable. And I think that just that gets lost on so many people. Um, even this latest situation last week, you know, there were some that were upset because of the team that had someone with COVID on it. Well, <laughs> those coaches may have done absolutely everything that we've all done. We, we can all have a kid get COVID at any moment, yep. at, at any moment, no matter how stringent we, we, and, and how closely we followed protocols. So it's, there's just so many variables out there, so many factors that you, you talk to the kids, please do your best. Take care of yourself. Don't show up if you're sick. But at the end of the day, uh, we, we cannot control all the variables out there, and, and you're kidding yourself if you think you can. Guy okay, Almquist, our guest here, Jason Walker, show a couple of final quick ones for you. Um, yesterday was Garth, uh, Garth Brooks's birthday. Are you a Garth fan? I am a Garth fan. I think I've uh, seen him live four or five times. Nice. I think I'm at five. I actually got pr- I proposed to Tori there so at a Garth concert. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Long, uh, I, don't, I don't think I'm romantic, but I do like Garth Brooks. <laughs> uh, favorite, okay, favorite Garth song? I would say The Dance. Yes. I know it's probably The Dance, whatever. Those are probably uh, my two favorite, kind of the, a few of the older ones, I yep. guess. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you saw this conversation on the Twitter I had with Bill Foley down in uh, Boot, along with Jeff Graham, the coach at Belt, and Lindsey Woolley, but we were talking about Peyton Ferris and her 41 in a losing effort in a state championship game, gosh, 15 years ago now, it <laughs> seems like. Um, what's the best performance you've seen in a high school championship game besides Adam Leachman? Oh, gosh, that hurts. Oh, oh I, oh, I didn't mean to bring that up. On that one, yeah, that was. I saw that one up front and personal. Um, okay, not in the game you were involved in. How's that? That's a good question. A state championship game, man. I think I'm going to take back. I don't know a state championship. It might have been a, a divisional championship game back in Dalberg Arena when I was younger. I watched Scott Zanon and Scott Hurley play against each other, and I'm taking folks back way back right now, but uh, I think those two both had between 30 and 40 points, and it was uh, in front of about 8,000 people at Dahlberg Arena. I, I remember that game quite a bit, for sure. Yeah, uh, Those two could ball, for sure. <laughs> There's no question about that. Um, hey, Coach, appreciate the time. Uh, enjoy the uh, Super Bowl hangover day. It's football hangover day today, um, just in general. We're done with football for a while. Let's focus on some basketball. Let's get a couple wins this week, and uh, we'll talk next week. All right. Appreciate it, Jason. That is Guy Almquist, the Capital Boys basketball coach. Uh, Big Sky Thursday, Sentinel on uh, Saturday, home and then away. It'll be a a big weekend. Uh, Don't forget, Capital Helena High girls tonight, makeup of uh, last week. So appreciate Coach Almquist joining us. And uh, he mentioned the dance and the river. And those are two of my all-time favorite Garth Brooks songs. It was Garth's birthday yesterday. And, I mean, Garth, Elvis, I mean, you have people that won names, right? Yeah. Um, Good stuff. You can wait. What's your favorite Garth song? Weigh in. At Jay Walker Sports on the Twitter. Speaking of country music. There are two ladies that uh, get a chance to uh, do some fantastic interviews. It's called Country Music Success Stories, their podcast. Candy O'Terry, J.C. Don Valeris are their names, and they will join us next here on The Jason Walker Show. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. 
New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Welcome back, Jason Walker Show. Got your Auto Concepts Performance of the Week coming up. And speaking of Auto Concepts, I told you a month ago it was going to start getting cold. And, I mean, we've been below zero all day. We got snow over the weekend. It's been below zero all weekend. And I think the low on Thursday is like 20 below. High of eight above or eight below, so it's also calving season, which you know gets cold for calvers, right? Uh, Auto Concepts has remote starters, and I'm gonna—I told you this—you're gonna want it. You should have done it last month. Sometimes people will listen to me, but it's not too late. Get into Auto Concepts, get your remote starter put in, because it's going to be chilly for a little bit here in Montana. Auto Concepts, your auto enhancement professionals. I uh, mentioned uh, Performance of the Week coming up on this day in history and uh, much, much more still to come. But there are two young ladies that uh, got a chance to talk with. They host a podcast. It is called Country Music Success Stories, and they have talked to some fantastic people, and uh, including me today. I kid. Uh, joining us now, well, they did talk to me, but joining us on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline, the hosts of that podcast, Country Music Success Stories, Candy O'Terry, J.C. Don Valeris, joining us now on the Jason Walker Show. All right. Well, first off, ladies, I appreciate you joining me. We were just talking about Rick Astley, uh, Candy. We'll start with you. Um, I'm a little jealous because I never got to, to play Rick Astley songs. Um, I got into radio in the mid '90s in country, so I was always a country guy. And then um, alternative rock, which is great. Uh, oh! But I never, <laughs> I never got to play Rick Astley songs. Well, you know, when I was on hold, it was very exciting because you were playing "Never Gonna Give You Up" by Rick Astley. So I felt like I got astral projected back to 1988. But <laughs> it was so much fun. Great to talk to you, Jason. How are you today? I am doing well. I'm a little nervous because you guys, as a uh, Candy O'Terry, J.C. Don Valeris joining us here, you guys have talked to some fantastic people. Um, I am just. I'm a little nervous because you you guys seem like true pros, and I'm just sitting here in Montana just being me. <laughs> well, <laughs> first of all, I did a little research on you, Uh-oh. Mr. Sportscaster of the Year, and 20 years on radio and television in Montana and Oregon and Colorado. So JC and I are pretty excited to be on your show. Well, I appreciate we that. We sure are. Uh, JC, uh, you are in Nashville. Uh, I j- was just reading your guys' Instagram stuff, um, and I- I'm intrigued because I get to talk to Kent Blazy uh, next week, and you guys just got done talking with Kent. Um, what a great guy and what a great songwriter. Let's just start with him. How's that? He really is, honestly, and I think Candy and I will both agree he's one of the most fascinating people we've ever had the opportunity to be in a room with, and I'm sure you'll agree once you talk to him. I mean, what a career. You know, this is a guy who's written seven number one songs for Garth Brooks, you know, among a zillion, just the most down-to-earth, wonderful person. And I think one of the things that Candy and I have noticed being in the room with these superstars is really how down-to-earth they all are and how welcoming they are. They welcome us into their homes and into their studios, and it's just it's an incredible thing to actually get to be in their environment. And and I think that's another uh, reason why they're so down to earth and welcoming and, op- and open with us because we are in their space. Uh, Kent is just such a wonderful person, and I think you'll really enjoy talking to him. Yeah, I can't wait. You know, it was really something, Jason, to be sitting in his home overlooking Nashville. So you've got the entire skyline. He lives up on a hill. 
and we're sitting at his dining room table, and right in front of him were a stack of journals, and inside those journals was all of his songwriting. And his guitars are all around, and his walls are lined with gold records and pictures of himself with Garth and Patty Loveless. And like JC said, you know, we get a chance to go into their space. And you know, as an interview pro yourself, when your guest is in their space, they feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And so all of these stories start coming out. And boy, JC and I just feel like we're, we got hit with a lucky stick, as my mother used to say. That's one of my favorite expressions. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Um, and it is true, like you said, guys that or gals, that you know when you're talking to a celebrity, and I learned this a long time ago, was if you treat the the singers or celebrities, whoever it is, like normal people, they're more adept to be able to talk with you and open up and and treat you as a friend as opposed to somebody that's doing a five minute interview and tell me about this record and blah blah blah. It's if you treat them like a normal person, you'll get a lot more out of them. You know, I have an interview that I'd love to tell you about that taught me this very early in my career. I spent 25 years on the radio here in Boston at the big number one FM music station. And when I was first getting started, I really liked to watch how other people interviewed people so I could kind of take the best of what I saw. And one day, Rosie O'Donnell came into the station. It was a million years ago. She was touring with Greece. And she came in and she did the morning show with Tom Bergeron. He's the guy that did mornings for us, the guy who hosts Dancing with the Stars. So I learned from the best. And he did a great interview with her. And I loved how he just kind of sat back and he listened. And he didn't do as much talking as I had expected him to do because he was watching her body language watching the way she reacted to certain questions. And after the interview, I went back to my little area in the newsroom, and she wanders in and sits on the floor in my little cubicle, okay? (laughs) And I'm thinking, I can't believe Rosie O'Donnell's sitting on the floor while I'm, you know, doing my work. And we just, she noticed a picture of my kids on my desk. And before you know it, we're just talking about kids, and we're talking about life. And that was the day that I learned these people, especially the ones that are very famous, just want to have a conversation. They want to be treated like a normal person. And, boy, Kent's going to make that very easy for you because he's just like the guy next door, greatest guy you'll ever talk to. JC, uh, what got you into uh, the business? Well, I started off as a singer. When I was about 13 years old, I started singing country music. I mean, I've been singing my whole life, but. Around age 13 is where I fell in love with country music, and I started writing and singing and coming down to Nashville and just networking and getting to know anyone that I could down here. And then in 2009, I moved from Massachusetts, where I grew up, down to Nashville, and continued working as a writer and also in the uh, marketing and social media end of the business. So I started working with artists to help them with their website design and any graphic design pieces like album covers and anything really that I could do to continue working in music uh, while I was also singing and writing on the side. And then one thing led to another, and I decided to launch a YouTube channel about two years ago dedicated to helping artists learn information that they needed when they were starting out or as they were starting out in their, um, in their careers. And I always kind of wished that I had a person that I could ask advice from or lean on when I was starting out, and I never had that. So I kind of made a little vow to myself that I would become the person that I always needed when I was younger. And I started this YouTube channel. Um, it's, it's now evolved, and it's, it's amassed over 250,000 views. So that's how I kind of got into the whole Music City Mentor uh, arena, which is my segment of the podcast. And so then I, I was lucky enough to meet Candy, and we combined our talents, and that's kind of how the podcast launched. Candy, you can probably expand on that a little bit. <laughs> you did that so well. Uh, you know, I got I got a random email, Jason, from this girl named JC Dawn Valeris. And she said, Hi, my name is JC and I grew up in Chelmsford, Massachusetts, and I listened to you on the radio every day when I was a little girl. And I'm thinking, Oh God, I feel like I'm hundred and ten right now. But she 
reached out to me and said, you know, I'd love to get to know you and maybe we can meet for coffee. And I ended up featuring her on my first podcast series, which I started in 2018 called The Story Behind Her Success. And it's literally what it sounds like. It's women talking about how they got to where they are today. And, you know, Jason, there are times when a person comes into your life and you have to stop for a minute and pay attention because the universe is giving you a gift. And that's what happened the day that I met JC. So since that time, we've literally spent the last couple of years trying to figure out how we can work together. And what started as a four-part series on women in country music turned into a series that we're doing together called Country Music Success Stories. Which is fantastic. And like I said, you've interviewed some great people. Um, Crystal Gale was, uh, was, was, <laughs> she is, has she cut her hair yet? No. Oh, <laughs> thank God. I would have died if I got there and she didn't have her long hair. Uh, how she awesome was, was she? Jason. Serious. She was beyond amazing. And JC's got a story about meeting her when she was a little girl, I will tell you that I have probably played Don't It Make My Brown Eyes Blue and Just You and I 5,000 times on the radio, to which she said to me, well, thank you for paying my mortgage. I appreciate that. Uh, but JC's got a great story about how she met her when she was a little girl. Yes, and this will probably give you in, a little insight into who I am and what I was like when I was 13 years old. I actually, I grew up listening to uh, Crystal because when I was a little girl, I saw her on Sesame Street and I had always wanted to meet her. So she did, she was playing a concert in the town next to me uh, when I was growing up. And I begged my mother to take me down to the concert hall, even though I wasn't able to go to the concert because I actually had a concert of my own that night. And just as we pulled down there, I just wanted to see if a bus was there or something like that. And her bus was pulling around the corner and I had my mom bring me down there. I knocked on the tour bus door like a stalker, <laughs> and her her road manager came out, and I had a little conversation with him, and I whipped out the cassette tape that I always had with me, the little marketer that I was at 13. I whipped out the cassette tape from my little purse, and I gave it to him, and I asked him if he could pass it along to Crystal. I told him I wasn't able to come to the show, and so he said, well, I'll, I'll, I'll make a deal with you. He said, I will give her this if you'll come back after the show and see what she thought about it. So I did. I finished my show, and I went back to Crystal's when hers was over, and he brought me backstage to meet her. She could not have been any nicer to me, and we actually became pen pals for years. She and I would write letters back and forth to each other, and then when I finally moved to Nashville, after years of her encouraging me to do that, uh, I actually got to see her again, and then we've remained in touch ever since. So it was kind of very serendipitous that she would have ended up being one of our first guests on the podcast. That is a fantastic story. Uh, Candy O'Terry, JC Don Valeris joining <laughs> us here. Jason Walker Show. They are the host of Country Music Success Stories. And yesterday was Garth's birthday. And we know, I mean, you talk about success stories. Garth, probably the biggest. But um, he's just so down to earth. And you wouldn't know that he's the biggest selling solo artist of all time. Uh, is he on your list of interviews that, that hasn't happened yet? <laughs> oh, yes. I oh, can't believe yeah. you're saying that because after talking to Kent Blasey and really getting firsthand and, you know, I'm not going to be a spoiler person. I want you to be able to get all the stories and have your <laughs> listeners listen to that interview. But let me just tell you, he's full of stories about how he met Garth and where Garth was in his career when they met. And as soon as I learned all that, JC and I looked at each other. We're pulling out of his driveway. I looked at her. She looked at me, and I said, Garth Brooks is the next person. We've got to get him on our show. <laughs> We're going to camp out. We're going to camp out till we get him, I swear to God. Oh, that's fantastic. And I honestly think it's true. The bigger the star, the nicer the person. I've had the opportunity to meet Garth, and he really is just one of those people who – when he walks into the room, the energy of the room changes, and you expect him to have a certain air about him, but he doesn't. He's kind, and he's interested, and he has that gift where he will remember a name and a face. He remembers you, even if he's only met you one time. He's just a remarkable person, and it's so true that, you know, despite all of his success and all of the people he's met in his lifetime and all the things he's done, he really is 
just a sweet, wonderful human being. What you see on TV well, is, is a, what you see in real life, basically. You know, I, I saw him in concert. I can still remember this. My dad, God bless his soul, said to me, Candace, please take me to see this man, Garth Brooks. He used to talk very formally like that, you know. And so Garth was appearing here in the Boston area. And I put my dad in the car. I got great tickets from one of our sister stations, a country station, and off we went. And halfway through the concert, my father looks at me and says, my God, does he ever stop? Like <laughs> one song after the other. And I look at my dad and I said, yes, and they're all number one songs, you know. This guy is like a Bruce Springsteen. He's a, you wind him up and he can't stop on stage. And I want to talk to him about that, how he gauges his energy for a concert, how he reaches through the audience and grabs their energy sometimes, too. Uh, you know, when he did his TV special, he was often seated outside at his compound. JC, where does he live? What's the, what's the town? He lives in Goodlitzville, about 10 minutes from me. Okay, and so I'm going to be back with JC in Nashville for our next round of interviews. And he was like seated at a fire pit, and he was talking about his life. That's where I want to talk to him, by the fire pit with my remote equipment. How cool will that be, Jason? That is going to be uh, – can I come down for that too and just sit and watch? You certainly may. Yes, you may. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, I have so many questions for you ladies because, you know, and, and speaking of Garth, you know, I was, I grew up in, you know, I was born in 1975. I grew up in the eighties. My uncle was seven years older than me. And so he got me into, you know, I grew up in the hay fields listening to like Don Williams and Merle Haggard with my dad in the swather. But then my uncle got me into, you know, the Duran Duran and the go-go's and the eighties. And it was awesome. But then oh, we, wow. we went on a hunting trip in 1989, my uncle and I. And he goes, hey, you got to check out this new country uh, song that Grandma really likes. And I'm like, eh, I'm not really into country right now. And he played it. It was The Dance, and I've been hooked ever since. I got back into country oh. music. And that's that was, I mean, you can't go wrong with that, right? Oh, absolutely not. One what of the greatest great songs great song. ever. Yes, for sure. And um, unbelievable, unbelievable. So of all the guests that you guys have interviewed together, because I, I know you've done some stuff separately, but together, who's your favorite? Oh, Jason, you go first. It's like you go picking first. a favorite child or something. It really it's is. special for different reasons. I'll, I'll, speak from, <laughs> I'll speak from a personal uh from a personal note here, and I, I, I can think of two off the top. One, the first one was our very first guest, Naomi Judd, because oh. she was my biggest idol in country music, and I got into country music because of her. So that for sure. And then also Lori McKenna, who was one of my favorite all-time songwriters, and I, I had the opportunity to ask her advice for young artists moving to Nashville or just starting out in their careers, and, and you know, your listeners can tune into our episode to hear their, her answer, but but ultimately, the advice she gave was just so special, and having the chance to talk to somebody who grew up in the same area that Candy and I grew up in, it was just extra special. Well, I'll tell you, you know, like JC said, when you do this for the love part, and that's why we do it, we both love this music, and we admire these people. So we already come to the table as fans, but also as pros. Obviously, we've both been in the music business our whole lives. And so for me, every one of them is special in its own way. But I will pick Larry Strickland, who just happens to be Naomi Judd's husband. We were invited back to their compound in Leaper's Fork, 500 acres, absolutely beautiful, where Larry sat down and told us his story. And he grew up um, farming tobacco as a child in North Carolina. And he was part of a group called the Stamps. And they were the backup singers for Elvis Presley. So he toured with Elvis Presley. His first engagement was in Vegas with Elvis Presley. And Jason, the reason why I'm going to pick him as my answer for your listeners is this. We're getting a chance to talk to people about history that's dying. People who were part of the greatest 
parts of music history are aging. And, of course, Elvis the King has been dead for years. Mm -hmm. But Larry could talk to us about what it was like to be on a stage with the king of rock and roll and what it was like to find out he had died. We asked him that. How did you find out? The answer is he found out, just like the rest of us, on the radio. How crazy is that? Man, that's uh, that's uh, that's pretty awesome, honestly. Um, that you guys got it that. It really chance. is. It's awe-inspiring, and we feel so lucky when we get a chance to spend time with these people. And the fact that they welcome us into their homes or their favorite mm-hmm. places is really kind of this very special niche that we're in, for sure. Country Music Success Stories is the name of the podcast. Candy O'Terry, J.C. Don Valeris. A couple final ones because I've taken up a lot of you guys' time. Um, no. I, um, last week I had a conversation with a basketball coach here in, in town that, uh, you know, she's younger than all of us, but she remembered listening to, because it was last week was the anniversary of the day the music died. And you bring up Elvis and, and, and Larry those stories, Candy, are so few and far between now, but you think about how music would have changed had Waylon Jennings been on that flight instead of, you know, Richie Valens or, or the Big Bopper. I mean, we wouldn't have mm-hmm. Outlaw Country the way it is now. That's a really interesting point to bring up. And I'll tell you what, you know, my feeling about music is this. And I really want to hear what JC has to say too. But, you know, I spent 25 years listening to people's music in my headphones. And when you have someone's voice in your headphones, you create a very special relationship with that person because they're, they're closer to you. When you hear a great song and your hair stands on end and you're in the car and you've got to pull over because you're crying, you know, music history, pop music history in particular, And by the way, American pop music history is an art form. And so to that answer, I would say the the world would have been different, but in a different way. You know, the music is, it's always been just about the music. You know, no radio station is great unless, if it's a music station, unless the the music is the star. And that's my answer to your question. The, the stories take us where they take us. The music takes us where it takes us, and it becomes part of who we are. It's our, it's our American experience, I think. Yeah, I have to agree with you completely. And I also think it's super personal. You know, I, I mentioned Naomi Judd, and when I think about my life, you know, if Naomi Judd hadn't have decided to go into music, my life very possibly could have gone a lot differently. One of the reasons I started singing country music was because of Naomi Judd and Winona. And if she didn't take that career path, who knows what my life would have become. Would I have even been introduced to country music? Maybe not. So having the opportunity to sit in a room and hear her story and then take the advice and the wisdom and all the things that she's learned and be able to pass that on to the younger artists who are listening to our podcast, it's really incredible. And I think a lot of these young artists just starting out you know, they, they may not have the opportunity to hear this history and to hear these stories and this advice anywhere else. So we feel really fortunate to have the opportunity to bring that directly to them, you know, especially through through a podcast where it doesn't matter where you are in the world, you can tune in and listen to it. And I think that's really special. That's a, two great answers. And uh, you bring up Naomi, and I, keep, I, I hate to keep going back to him, but... With Garth, the first concert I saw of his, well, I guess it actually was the second, I beg your pardon. I saw him with Trisha Yearwood in, uh, at the State Fair in Great Falls, Montana. But then the next year I got to see the Judd's Farewell Tour, and he opened up with Pirates of the Mississippi <laughs> before the Judd's came on the stage. And you talk about um, just talents. And, you know, my life would have changed had I not listened to that, that song on a hunting trip um, with Garth. Who we got, uh, Candy O'Terry and uh, J.C. Don Valeris joining us here. Country Music uh, Success Stories is the podcast. You can check them out online. Candy, I'll start with you. Uh, who's coming up that we should look forward to? We're going to feature Karen Staley. Mm. And Karen 
welcomed us. She is a hit maker like you write about for Faith Hill and Tracy Bird and Trick Pony. And she's, I think, 20 million uh, records sold and downloads combined. She's a real hit-making songwriter, and she's also a backup singer. She's a, she's a guitarist. She's a producer. And she welcomed us into her music room where the guitars were all lined up just waiting to be played. Mm-hmm. And Jason, from top to bottom, all four walls covered with gold records. Oh, man. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Okay. That is uh... – <laughs> JC, how many gold <laughs> records have you seen doing these interviews? Oh my goodness! You know what? I'm gonna have to start keeping track of that because that, that that's excellent. Be pretty, that would be fascinating. Too many to count. I'll just say that. Um, <laughs> and we've been invited. We've held these people's Grammys. Crystal ooh. Gale let us hold her Grammy. Wow! We sure did. That is yeah. uh, uh, Jeannie Seeley. I wanted to put it in my purse. <laughs> I bet you did. Uh, Jeannie oh, Seeley was on your guest list, too. Oh, she she's was amazing. Too. Jeannie let us hold her Grammy Award. And talk about a down-to-earth person. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to embarrass Candy and tell a story. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we were sitting on her beautiful back porch. <laughs> we were sitting on Jeannie's beautiful back porch overlooking the Cumberland River, having the most unbelievable conversation with someone who really is truly a part of country music history and the history of the Grand Ole Opry. I mean, Jeannie paved the way for every single female artist that is on the Grand Ole Opry today, in my opinion, and in the opinion of many other people. But as we got up to leave, Candy stood up from the little couch that she was sitting on, and she was covered in cat hair from Jeannie's cat. Mm. And Jeannie came out with a lint roller and personally lint rolled candy from top to bottom to make sure she was nice and clean for our next interview. Oh, now, yeah. this is the kind of people that we are having the chance. This, this is what the true country artists are like in Nashville. That is awesome. Jason, I turned around to, I turned around to JC as this trailblazer woman, the first woman to host the Grand Old Opry, is rolling my ass with a lint roller. And I turned around and I looked at JC and I go, please, please start taping this right now. <laughs> right now. Oh, we do man. have a little tape of it. It's very funny. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, Country Music Success Stories is uh, is the podcast. Uh, CandyOterry.com, JCDonValeris.com. You can find them on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. They're all over. Uh, a couple of fantastic uh, young ladies here. And uh, appreciate you guys being able to come on the show. I'd love to get you back because I have so many more questions and stories that I would love to hear about. We will come back any time. And I do have one parting thought to share with all your listeners. What do we think about our boy Tom Brady, everybody? Oh, Come on. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> you had to go there. Uh, <laughs> um, JC, I got one final question for you. Um, I'm interviewing sure. Allie, Allie Colleen on Thursday. What is one question yeah. you'd want to know from Allie Colleen? Not family related. Well, I would. Not family related. Mm. Well, I've got to I've got to go along with the young artist advice. You know, she's been doing this for so long, and she's she's young, and she has been navigating this new world of the music industry. So I'd love to know what her advice is to her peers and her younger artists who uh, are just starting out trying to get their footing in this new evolving world of streaming and downloads. What's her advice? Perfect. I will ask that. Uh, Candy, uh, your question. My question would be, how do you define yourself as yourself and, and, and make your own path? Because she's going to constantly be compared to her father. Yep, yep. No, that's uh, fantastic. But, yeah, I was, I was told and specifically. how do you make your own way? How do you make your own way? I was told specifically to ask one question about um, – Family related. Everything else has to be not family related. So, um, because gotcha. she's doing it on her own, and yeah. she wants to do it on her own, and uh, I love her music. It's so good. Oh, it's beautiful. She's got a yeah, beautiful tone. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, ladies, appreciate it. Uh, Candy, enjoy the Super Bowl win for Tom. I know he's the greatest <laughs> of all time. I just have never been a Tom Brady Listen guy. First. 
I'm sitting here in Boston. First he broke our hearts, and then I turned. I looked at my husband last night as he won that game and then got the MVP award, and I said, you know what? He is simply the best no matter who he plays for. That's nice. my thought. No, it's true. Uh, there you go, Jason. <laughs> country music success stories. You could do a you could I'm sure he likes country music. You got you'd love to get an interview with him, I bet. Well, you know, I'd I'd make up an episode just for him, let me tell you. <laughs> We'd make an exception for Perfect. sure. <laughs> Candy O'Terry, JC Don Valeris, Country Music Success Stories, the podcast. Appreciate it, ladies, and uh stay safe in this ever changing world and we'll uh, we'll chat soon. Thank you so much for having us. That was a fun interview. And uh, appreciate those two for joining us, Candy O'Terry, J.C. Don Valeris. Their stories of country music, just unbelievable. And we're going to have more of these stories as we evolve as a show as well here on the Jason Walker Show. But appreciate those two uh, for joining us. Uh, Follow them on Twitter. Follow them on uh, Instagram. Great stuff. Great stuff. All right, let's get to our Auto Concepts Performance of the Week. You ready for this? I don't have, Do I have a drum roll? I don't. I don't have a drum roll. I need to get a drum roll. Okay, our Auto Concepts Performance of the Week is going to a team this week. There were some great individual performances, high school, college, and it is now official before we get that. Uh, Brett Vegan, a vegan, Vigan, whatever his name is, uh, has been announced as the uh, 33rd head coach of the Montana State Bobcats. So it is official. And uh, we will talk to Colton Poole from the Daily Chronicle tomorrow, Bozeman Daily Chronicle, about it. But it is official Brent Vigan joining the Bobcats as the next head coach replacing Jeff Cho. Just came out. Told you it was going to happen today. Oh, goodness. Um, Literally just came out. So within seconds ago. All right, your auto contest performance of the week. And as I mentioned, we had some great individual performances. High school, college, all of that. But we also have some really amazing team performance. And it goes to the Carroll College women. Okay, they're 17 and 2 overall, the Saints are. But over the weekend, and, and they had a lot of talk about their offense, which for years, they were, you know, in the middle of the pack offensively, but they're leading the frontier in offense. But their defense under Rochelle Sayers for the last eight years has been unbelievable. So yesterday, it was 48-24 at the half. The Saints were leading MSU Northern, the Skylights. Halftime is over. The third quarter starts, and Carroll scores the first 24 points. They're up 72-24, the Saints were, after 30 minutes of basketball. The Saints led 72-24. to That's what, 48 points? Over a very good Frontier Conference well-coached team. Chris Moa does a great job. Man. So the Saints... Defense for Carroll College, the women, uh, is our uh, frontier or our auto concepts performance of the week. Saints men won an eighth straight. That could have been it too, but good stuff. Good, good stuff. Uh, we mentioned uh, yesterday was Garth Brooks's birthday. He is, I think, 59 now and still going. I mean, can you imagine? He's still going strong. It's crazy. Okay. Let's get to our, uh, on this day in history, it is uh, February the 8th, National Boy Scouts Day. It is Iowa Day, Kite Flying Day, Clean Out Your Computer Day, and National Football Hangover Day. 1936, first ski jumping tournament in Red Wing, Minnesota. 1936 as well, the first ever NFL draft, Jay Bernwanger of Chicago, the first pick by Philly. 1945, Paul Brown agrees to be the coach of the new American football expansion team in Cleveland, later becomes the Cleveland Browns, named after their coach. 1948, the fifth Winter Olympic Games close in uh, Switzerland. 1984, Winter Olympic Games open in Sarajevo, Yugoslavia. And if you've seen some of the pictures from, man, it just went, they didn't do anything with the with the uh, the places <laughs> that they competed. 
so bad. War-torn Sarajevo, of course. 1992, the 16th Winter Olympic Games open in France. 94, Jack Nicholson, the actor. I don't know why this made the news. Jack Nicholson in 1994 used a golf club to attack a car. Well, it wasn't too long after that that Tiger Woods' wife did the same thing. I don't know. No rim shot, but it was true. Uh, 2002, the Winter Games opened in Salt Lake City. That was a great Olympics. Fantastic one. Let's do this. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. Got Crosstown Girls tonight at the Jungle. Capital, 6-1. and one. Helena High is not. And uh, it is uh, Ben Dudek's first uh, turn in Crosstown coaching the Bengals. Uh, Pedro Gomez passed away. Uh, he was 58 years old. He was a fantastic reporter for ESPN, especially baseball. And uh, our thoughts are with his family, but um, Pedro Gomez, unbelievable. Just died unexpectedly over the weekend, but an unbelievable reporter. Great, great stuff. Enjoyed following him. Sad day for baseball. Sad day for reporters. Thanks to Candy O'Terry, J.C. Don Valeris joining us. Country Music Success Stories, the podcast. Guy Almquist joined us. Tomorrow, we'll talk to Colton Poole. Montana State has its new coach. Wyoming Offensive Coordinator Brent Vegan will uh, talk to Colton tomorrow here on the show. And uh, much more. Join us for, if you missed anything, go to jasonwalkershow.com. If you missed anything or just want to see it all again, we're presented by Capital Collision Center. We'll see you back here tomorrow afternoon. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.